Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. I thought today I would talk with you about friendship. Seems like a very big topic because it is. But just like all the other areas of our lives, we want our friendships to be sanctified, to be governed by the Word of God, and to glorify God. Our friendships are a means, not an end, right? So our friendships are a means of glorifying God, a means of being a blessing to others. It's not an end in itself to have friends. Our friendships next to our family are a really important aspect of our lives. So we want to give them careful thought. Proverbs has a lot of direct teaching on friendship, so we don't have any lack of resources there. And I've gathered a few of these together so we can talk about a few principles of friendship. First, what are some of the virtues we are called to exercise in our friendships? That's what I'd like to talk about today. And then next week, I'm going to discuss some of the cautions. So onward with the virtues. Proverbs 18.24 A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Well, first things first, then. You want friends? Well, you have to be friendly. You can't be a stick in the mud in the corner (laughs) and, and expect to have friends. Let me brag for a minute about a new gal in our church. She moved here by herself from across the country, and the second week at our church, she was doing the duty at the door as a greeter. So that is a lady who is showing herself friendly. And she has met so many people and remembered who they are. And it's very impressive. That is a great example of showing yourself to be friendly. If you are going to your worship service, going to your church, and slipping in the door right before it begins and sitting in the back and then scooting out as soon as the benediction has been spoken, then you're not wanting to make friends, all right? There is, there is a virtue called showing yourself to be friendly and getting to know people and not sticking yourself in the corner and expecting everyone to come find you. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and this means that brothers, brothers might move on, but a friend that sticks with you through hard times and good times is better than a brother. So you should consider this. Are you a friend who will stick closer than a brother? Or do you move quietly on when the hard times come for your friend? Think about that. Then in chapter 17, verse 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Here we have that comparison with brothers again. And this is like the friend that sticks closer than the brother. She loves you, period. No conditions. And obviously, this means you don't enter into friendship lightly. It is, it's a pretty serious thing. Some people fall easily into unwise friendships, and then they have to extricate themselves once they realize it's not a wise friendship. And that's why you should choose your friends carefully and not lurch into unwise friendships. Years ago, we went through a little episode when our church was on the front page of the paper several nights running. And of course, it was never complimentary. It was all sensational. It was lots of exaggerated or untrue things about us. 
But during that time, we were surprised at how many of our old friends started distancing themselves from us, you know, just backing away to a safe distance. It was really surprising. But others, our real friends, really stuck with us. And rather than pulling away from us, they came in closer, which was exactly what we needed. It was a lovely picture of what this looks like. A friend loves at all times. So a true friend is going to love you through the hard times. When things are really bad, that's when your brother or your family, we hope, would show up. They may not be around for the little dust-ups, but when things get downright bad, your family should be there for you. And a brother who doesn't do this is a traitor and not born for adversity at all. A brother who backs away in the hard times is a false brother. So bear this in mind when your own family members are having a hard time, you know, be there. If you want to be a friend, you are committing to love at all times, not just when it's convenient for you, not just when your friend is popular with the masses. So it's a serious thing to be a friend. Chapter 27, verse 6. This is a famous verse. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So if you are a faithful friend, that means you may have to, from time to time, speak a hard word, but a faithful word to your friend. And that means truthful words, not just hard words that crush, but rather constructive words that will guide and help and build up. Though they might be critical words, they're spoken in truth and love for the sake of your friend. And from this, we can deduce that a good friend is the kind who will tell you when your slip is showing. A good friend doesn't just look the other way. Now, I have an example of this when I was in college before I was converted to Christ. In my unhappy, unbelieving days, I was taking transcendental meditation, which was a whole lot of foolishness. But I was searching for something that I could just find, quote, meaning or purpose in my life. I mean, I was just on this quest. So I started doing this little meditating and I started telling my roommate how great it was and how she should really do this, that it was so great. And she spoke words of truth to me. She said, why should I? You haven't changed. (laughs) That was a wound. And it was a faithful wound, even though neither of us were professing Christians at the time. But it hit the mark. And I knew it was true. And I knew it from that moment that it was just a big bunch of nothing and that I was just playing a charade. So faithful are the wounds of a friend. And I bless God for her to this day that she said that to me. So obviously this takes wisdom. And I think we should pray when we have to confront a friend over something, that we should be careful and wise and and prayerful, but not shrink away from our duty because a wound can be a faithful gift to your friend. But just cheering them on, no matter what they're doing, is putting you on the enemy's side. Kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You know, if you know your friend is walking into it, you don't warn them. You know, you're not loving them. So. This takes wisdom, and this takes prayer. Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. So a healthy friendship will sharpen your spiritual life. You will have a good influence on one another, making each a better person. And this includes discussions where you differ. 
That's the iron sharpening iron. And let's be honest, women are not as good at this as the men are. When women disagree, we are far more vulnerable to get our feelings hurt, right? So beware and be careful. Learn to discuss and disagree and discuss some more and learn from your friends. Don't take it personally. Let iron sharpen iron. And the result is your countenance. You know, you become, you become wiser, healthier spiritually as a result. But don't waste your time with foolish arguments. But if it is a godly, constructive conversation, then you should go away encouraged and blessed. Proverbs 27, 9 and 10. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. All right, this is similar to iron sharpening iron. A little different, but this is hearty counsel. I love the way that sounds, hearty counsel. It's a satisfying, meaty counsel, not light and frothy counsel. It's giving words of wisdom to your friend. And if your friendship seems to center around light and frothy subject matter, then it's not a healthy, hearty, God-glorifying friendship. We want hearty friendships characterized by hearty counsel, meaty, biblical, strong, and fruitful words. Proverbs 22, 11, He that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips the king shall be his friend. Do you want to be friends with the king? Well, then purity and truth should come from your lips. And when we behave in a godly Christian way and our counsel is hearty and trustworthy, what do you know? We become friends with important people. We may not ever be friends with the king here in Idaho. (laughs) We don't have one. But the point of this is just that cream rises to the top. All right. So you'll find people seeking out your counsel and your advice from upper echelons, so to speak. And so be aware, you know, of course, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So in order to have pure, gracious words come out of your lips, that's what has to be in your heart. So you need to be applying God's word because when we apply it, we make it our own and it settles in our heart and mind. And then we have something fruitful to say. All of this is a mystery, really, and a gracious gift from God. So think about Daniel. He became friends with the king. Think about Moses. God called him his friend. And so faithfulness is what rises to the top. And we want to be faithful friends. All right, so summing up, be friendly. Be faithful to your friend. Don't operate on a works righteousness basis for your friendship. Know that this is a walk of faith, that you're not trying to work and do things to impress your friend or win your friend's affection. You're walking by faith. So when they need a loving exhortation, don't run away. Deliver it by grace with kindness. And if you're that kind of a friend, the word is going to get around and the king is going to want to hear from you. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today. Blessings on your week. 